0: Hi, I'm Darren Pepperd Welcome to the Leaning into Leadership podcast, the podcast dedicated to today's hardworking leader. Join me every Sunday for leadership insight, inspiration, and a little pep talk to keep you rolling down your road to awesome. Hey friends, welcome into this special edition of the Leaning into Leadership podcast. Episode number 75 features the return of a previous guest. Michelle Osterhout is the superintendent of schools in Margaretville Central School District in New York. And we welcomed her onto the show in episode number 61. But I asked her to come back to talk just a little bit more. As you'll recall, this entire month of May, I'm focusing on our rising, aspiring, and new leaders. And Michelle is just finishing up her first year as a superintendent and i wanted to ask michelle some much more pointed questions about that first year experience about what it was like to work with a coach and what she's looking forward to in her second year as a superintendent we had a wonderful conversation and you're going to hear that right on the other side of this have you ever found yourself in professional development thinking how is this supposed to help me be a better leader folks pd for leaders needs to focus on leadership. Introducing High Performance Leadership Teams, a two-day workshop from road to awesome. In this two-day workshop, we focus on getting the team very clear on their shared values, direction, and mission. Getting to know the house and understanding the strengths that each of us bring to the table and how we best leverage those. We focus on how we go about getting the work done. We focus on team dynamics. And we focus on how it is that we continue to evolve together as a team. Hey, right now, it's a tough time to be a leader. And it's really difficult to grow together as a leadership team unless you're intentional. High-performance leadership teams is exactly that an opportunity to be very intentional about your team hey leaders i want to work with your team i want to help set you up for success send me an email at Darren darrenmpeppard at roadtoawesome.net or shoot me a direct message on social media let's get your leadership team on the road to awesome with high performance leadership teams So as we continue this month with our conversations with people who are rising leaders, new leaders, and aspiring leaders, today uh, we welcome back an old friend of the show, Michelle Osterhout, who is currently at the end of her first year as superintendent at Margaretville uh, Central School District. Um, Just doing some amazing, amazing work. She's going to talk about that a little bit. Um, She's also the president of her local chapter of the NAACP. Uh, Michelle welcome back into the podcast
1: thank you so much Darren. it's a pleasure to be here
0: yeah absolutely good to see you Um, so when we talked last uh, at least here on the podcast you and I actually got to see each other in New York uh, maybe a month or two ago um, so not the last time you and I talked but last time we talked here on the podcast we we talked a little bit about some of the experiences that you were having as a first year superintendent and as a part of our conversations this month I know we have a lot of folks who are going to be taking that that first step into into the new role. Uh, you experienced that last year in I believe August when when you took this position in Margaretville. So help me a little bit here, or maybe just share something with uh, with the folks that are listening today about maybe some lessons learned or or some experiences that you know have really resonated with you during this first year. Uh, in your yes. role as a superintendent.
1: Certainly. So I have to say, um, you know, it's real easy when you first start to be excited and organized and you get all this great advice from all the people around you. And I've been very blessed to be um, supported by my local BOCES and I have a mentor and a coach. We've talked about that. And I know we'll talk a little bit more about that, but um, here's what I'm finding is towards the end of my first year, right? Um, it's real easy to fall away from those practices that keep you fresh and keep you focused so I'm finding that I'm not so good about printing my calendar every week and making sure I check it you would think that I would be because it's June and June gets crazy but um you know I I find that I'm, I'm constantly running so I'm forgetting to do those little things that are actually the big things like printing my calendar making sure to check it every night even if it just takes a couple of minutes to look at it and to check it um getting up out of my office. And we talked about that in our lad pod, our last podcast about how like sometimes you just have to schedule that time. And the end of the year gets so crazy and so busy, it is super easy to just let the day get away from you. And before you know it, you haven't been as present as you'd like to be. And I folks understand that as superintendents, we're busy and there are days that we're going to be maybe not as visible or available. I've been gone the last two days because I've been at cabinet meetings. But it's really important to, to just keep, keep that eye on the prize of those things that, you, that are important to you. So what's important to me is sticking to my calendar and making sure that I print it and I really have a good grip of what my day is going to be like because it's so easy to get inundated and boggled down with people needing your attention. And then two, just being really intentional about getting up out of your seat and taking a walk. I did a a, a walk and talk with my new principal the other day, and it was one of the best things that I had done probably in the past month. Just had a little stroll around the building and we talked, we shot the breeze. I got to connect with him, check in with him, and I got to get out of my office. So why do I share those? Just a couple of little things because they're little things, but they're big things that we seem to forget about when it gets really hectic and busy because we feel like we're too busy to do some of the little things that are really important.
0: So let's explore that a little bit further. Um, as, as I was listening to you talk um, and want kudos for, for the walk and talk with with your new principal. I think that's another one of those little things that we can forget about, um, but it's really yeah. important and it certainly allows them to feel valued as, uh, as well. So you you were talking about how how easy it is, you know, to, to go from who I'm excited and I'm fired up and I've got all these plans and I've got all these structures and systems and then yeah. Then by by May, you know, where we are right now, you just, you know, you're kind of staggering on your heels. And and why, why is it easier to allow those important things to fall by the wayside right now?
1: Yeah. So for me, it's a couple of things. Like I finally have that missing piece to my leadership team. So there's a part of me that's like, okay, now I can sort of step back a little bit and focus on you know, some of these projects that I have because I have a lot of projects. Um, but then I, you know, then you still, you you lose sight, right? So it's important to just revisit that because why are we here? We're, we're all here for kids, for students and to build something, to create something. And that includes connecting with not just kids, but our staff. So, you know, you get so bogged down in the things that you want to accomplish that sometimes you forget about who you want to accomplish them for, right? The very people who you're trying to make better or you know what, what program or what offering you're trying to bring. So, um, and I, I feel like right now I'm like the little engine that could, right? I'm like that little chug-chug up that hill, it, it's getting a little bit harder and harder, but I think we, I know, I don't think we do it to ourselves because I'm feeling it. it's my first year. This is the hardest part of the year, the end of the year you're preparing for like, this is, this is why we work so hard, right? Graduation and, and looking at yeah. what we've done and what will improve for next year, and so you just get wrapped up in that, and you're so excited in the beginning because it is exciting. It's new, so it's fresh and it's new, and you're just all in and stoked. And truth be told, towards the end, we're a little tired. I'm tired, Darren. <laughs> you know, it's not a bad time. Oh yeah, but I'm tired. <laughs>
0: No, well, that makes sense. I mean, you know, this time of year, it it is. It's it's exhausting, and you know, uh, we were talking just before we hit the record button about what day of the uh, what day of the year it is, and how mm-hmm. holy cow, that just goes by so fast. And you know, when uh, when when you're in those positions, and that first year in particular, you know, I, I look back on first year teacher, first year AP, first year principal, first year soup. Man, they're all a blur. I don't think I remember anything other than I struggled like crazy probably in all of those. So um, but but, you know, we've talked about this, too. You kind of alluded to it. So so I maybe want to go there a little bit. Um, For me, one of the most important things as a principal and then later on as a as a superintendent was was to have a coach to have a mentor somebody that really can make a difference and i know you and i've talked about this before we both feel very strongly that whether that's you know a, a coach or a mentor that's assigned to you or you know if your district invests the money in paying for you know executive leadership coach or whatever that it really does make a difference Let, let's talk about your experience this year uh, i know niscus has provided a coach a, a current superintendent who who meets with you on a regular basis and has made a difference. Talk a little bit about what that experience has been like for you.
1: So for me, it's been integral to my growth. And I would believe, I do believe my success as a superintendent. And I say success, that's a, that's a pretty broad term. So for me, success this year is I've survived and it's not over yet. Right. So just, just surviving, but it's, so here's what she does for me. My coach is Phyllis Harrington. Um, She's down in Oceanside and here's what it does for me is she asks questions that make me, not that I wouldn't reflect anyway, but remind me to reflect upon my practice. Um, whether it's different scenarios, I'll ask her, you know, how would you handle this? Or, you know, what should I do about this? And she'll, she'll sort of quiz me. She'll, she'll quiz me a little bit. Actually, she gave me homework. So next time I meet with her, I've got to talk to her about my homework. But um she just she asked really good questions that help me reflect, uh, make me think about my practice. Um, and actually really teach me. And I'm not saying that I can't get that from some of my colleagues. I, I could call up Darren and Darren, you know, would probably help me. You would help me, you know. Um, that's one of the no, things of that I love about the connections that I've made. But what I love about her is that she's outside of my immediate network. She's outside of my Bose's for one. And and I have great colleagues in my Bose's, but it's just someone who can see from the outside, and our our worlds are so different. So her perspective is a great perspective because her world is so different than mine being a, a larger school in Long Island. I'm rural and upstate New York. But um, she just really asks great questions. And then I reflect upon my practice and I reflect upon maybe maybe how I've handled the situation. She'll be the first to tell me, no, I don't think you should do it that way. Or no, that's a great idea. So not only, and, it, and it's not intimidating to me at all. You know, I'm at that point in my career where I want to be the best that I can be. I am not there yet. But how am I going to get there is by listening to the advice of someone who's got experience. And I, I just, I soak her up like a sponge, um, you know, along with some of my other people that I network with, like yourself, like it just, it keeps me fresh, it keeps me whole, and it keeps me accountable. So I mean, that's the, the biggest thing is really reflecting upon my practice. And I can do that in the comfort of our conversations, because she is outside of it. She's outside of my network this podcast is a proud member of the teach better podcast network better today better tomorrow and the podcast to get you there you can find out more at teachbetter.com slash podcast now let's get back to the episode
0: yeah i I think that's uh, two really really key pieces there one is having somebody who is non-evaluative um you know you could do a lot of coaching, and I know I did as a principal with my assistant principals. I would coach them like crazy, and the same thing as a as the superintendent with my principals. But there's still that evaluative, you know, relationship yeah. that exists. So one, you know, having that person who's they're not going to sign off on your evaluation, they're not going to report back to your board. You know, hey, here's what's happening with with Michelle. It's it's a confidential conversation. And then number two, uh, you talked about that perspective. Uh, That outside perspective. I I like to call Mm -hmm. that third point perspective. So like, you know, you have have your view of what's happening. We have everybody else in your district who has a view of what's happening. This person, they're removed from it. And when you have that third point perspective, it's a lot easier to kind of get up on the balcony and, and just ask those questions, you know, when... You know, when you reach out to uh, to Phyllis with you know, hey, hey, I'm you know, I'm thinking about this or I'm working on this. I'm sure quite often it's, well, tell me what you'd like to do with it or what is it you'd like to accomplish with that or, you know, yeah, even even maybe I'm I'm sure there's been something that you've shared with her. You don't have to tell us, but um, that she was like, no, no, that's not a good yeah. idea. Yeah. But but you know, those kinds of things. Man, they're so critical. And I think so often that is overlooked with with our folks who are new into a leadership role or are rising for the first time into a leadership role.
1: When we're leaders, I mean, we've all gotten to our positions because we've been relatively successful, right? We've been relatively successful in what we do. And that's why, you know, the superintendency, that's the pinnacle. To me, that's the pinnacle of our career. So, you know, to have gotten here, there's a level of expertise or knowledge or skill set that we have. So when she asks me a question and I don't know the answer, and I know she sometimes does that on purpose, and I feel a little bit, honestly, a little bit foolish because I don't know the answer. Imagine how I would feel if that were my board, right? Or another colleague who I was close to and I felt, you know, I I hate to say it, but I'd probably feel a little stupid or, you know, not really want to admit that I don't know. There's none of that with her because she's genuinely asking the question so that I'll learn and I'll grow. And if I don't know the answer, I'm going to find out. Like I didn't know the answer to something she asked me last week. So I'm going to do my homework. And then when we come back, she's going to be like, Michelle, do you have the answer for me? And that's a wonderful feeling. So when you say non-evaluative, yeah, that's super important um, because I, I I wouldn't maybe necessarily feel comfortable. And many of us wouldn't because of our positions and where we are. Right. I have colleagues yeah. who say their boards won't hire them a coach because they're superintendents and they've worked really hard to get where they are and they should know everything. Right. Thank goodness. That's not Absolutely. my
0: <laughs> oh, You know, that that's a huge piece though, right there. It's something that you just said right there. Um, so often it's, and whether that's superintendent or it's principal, whatever the case may be, yeah. there's this belief of, well, you should know what you're doing. Well, here's, here's some harsh truth and you know, this very well. When, when you rise from being a classroom teacher to being an assistant principal or a principal that's a whole different skill set <laughs> I mean the, yeah. the, the two are not interchangeable and in truth going from principal to superintendent the same thing is true and so if if we have folks who have that that view that no you should just know what you're doing you shouldn't need a coach they've missed the boat on what coaching is really all about
1: yeah no exactly definitely so I'm just I'm grateful I'm one lucky girl because you know that was something that I I wouldn't say that I demanded, but I certainly asked for when I was hired, and there was no pushback at all.
0: I love it. so one one last question then uh, just really quick. So you're heading into year two and and I know right now you're running like you're like a crazy person trying to land the plane, but soon it'll be time to get the plane back in the air what's What are maybe one or two things you're looking forward to uh, as you head into year two?
1: I'm looking forward to less of the unknown. Right. So even if I haven't done everything that I'm doing perfect or even well, in some cases, I've learned a lot this year. um, I've already been through the process. So that was one of the things and I discovered I know a lot more about some things than I realized, like budget, for example, I really that was intimidating to me. But in other aspects of my life and career, I've, I've done budget before and I knew more than I realized that I did. But this year, you know, it was just really going through the motions. Didn't change a lot you know, kind of kept some of the processes and things down, created some new processes, but didn't change a whole lot because I wanted to, and my board and my leadership team, we all kind of were new together, wanting to go through the process, right? So now that we've been through the process once, now next year, what I'm looking forward to is actually, you know, we've made some changes, but like really growing those changes and feeling, I'll know that I'll feel, I know that I'll feel more confident so that I can be able to do some more things and, you know, feel better about, you know, my board presentation next year for my budget, it's going to be a lot different than this year because it kind of went with the template. Now I can put my own twist on it. So I think I'll own more and it'll feel like more of mine than rather just going through the motions to go through the motions so that I've learned what to do, if that makes any sense.
0: Oh, it makes perfect sense. You know, a budget's a great example. You know, that first time through, you're living in somebody else's budget. The, in year yes. two, that's your budget. You built yes. the budget. You know why you put the money, where you put the money. And every year as you go forward, you'll find other other ways to really make that budget your own. Uh, and then, yeah, you'll have no issue having having those conversations about your budget hearings because... You're the one who did it. Yeah, you're living off a of template right now. So uh, that's awesome. And it, you're definitely going to to find when you get into year two that, yeah, hey, I've already done this before. I remember yeah. how this went last year. And ah, I remember what didn't go well. And hey, I remember what did go well. And I'm going to learn and continue to grow from that. That's that's fantastic stuff, Michelle. Thank you so much. And um, I'm so, so glad that you're having a great uh, first year as a superintendent. And thanks for coming back on the podcast.
1: You betcha. Thanks so much, Darren.
0: Again, really grateful for Michelle coming back on the podcast and just having a little bit more conversation with us about being in that first year seat. You know, for so many of us, that first year has a lot of different and unique experiences. And at the same time, there are so many things we can learn from others who have been there and done that and had the opportunity to be. You know That first year person in that position. So um, one of the big takeaways for me, of course, uh, and yes, I say this because I am a leadership coach, but yes, everybody can benefit from a coach. Uh, having a coach doesn't mean that you're struggling. Having a coach doesn't mean that you're not going to be successful. Having a coach means you're going to be proactive. And you're going to do what you need to do to be the very best that you can be in the role that you have or for any role that you're looking for down the road. Thank you for joining me for this special edition of Leaning Into Leadership. Have a Road to Awesome day. Thank you for listening to the Leaning Into Leadership podcast brought to you by Road to Awesome. Don't forget, click subscribe, give a review and share this with somebody who might also enjoy leaning into leadership.